0: This is Honest Math Chat and I'm Mona Eel of Mona Math. I'm a former math avoider turned math teacher cheerleader and I'm going to get real honest with you about math classroom culture, engagement, math discussions and all the student-centered instructional practices to help you empower your students to love and understand math deeply. So every Monday on Honest Math Chat, we're going to work together to make our classrooms places where students see themselves as mathematicians. But let's not wait. If you're ready to engage every learner and get them pumped about math, you've got to use Math Discussions. I welcome you to download the guide to engaging Math Discussions right now. Go to monamath.com slash discussions. You'll get all my best tips on how to guide on the side while getting every child meaningfully engaged in discussing their math thinking. This episode is all about forming meaningful relationships with your students through getting to know their math identity. That's a lot. Back to school season is a lot. You are taking on more, getting used to a new routine while still trying to hold on to those last bits of summer. You are doing the best you can, giving everything you can give, and I hope that you are remembering to take care of you. So let's just go ahead right here at the start of this honest math chat and take a breath together. I'm serious. Ooh, that was intense. (laughs) I'm really breathing over here, and I hope you really are too. If not, you can pause and just breathe. You deserve to breathe. After that deep breath... I also want you to take a moment to acknowledge all the work you've been doing and will continue to do this school year. I know that you are working hard to create a classroom where students will achieve more than they ever thought possible. You are doing great things in this world through the work with your students. So let's go ahead and start with a quote. This is a quote from Pam Sita. I hope I'm saying her last name correctly, from a book that she wrote called Choosing to See, a Framework for Equity in the Math Classroom. The quote says, assumptions are usually constructed from stereotypes. Instead of buying into preconceived notions of students based upon their racial and ethnic backgrounds, their grades, or their test scores, teachers need to respect their student enough to take time to find out who they are as people. Okay, so let's break that quote down because it is everything. I feel like so often at the beginning of the school year, we get those teachers from last year, maybe we're even those teachers sometimes, going into the teachers um, of our students now and telling them about who they are. We're looking at their data and at their scores and we're deciding who they are. We're looking at our students on the outside and we're deciding who they are. And what Pam is saying in this book is that as teachers, we need to respect our students enough to really find out who they are from their perspective. Because knowing your students beyond their labels or what is perceived from looking at them or their data helps you teach them better. We get to know our students in tons of ways, right? We want to know their interests. We want to know about their communities, their families, their joys and their challenges, their friends, traditions, the extracurriculars that they're in, the clubs that they have joined, and so many more things. All of these things help us understand the whole person we are trying to teach. It helps us connect better to that person and to form real relationships when we have real relationships with our students we can help them navigate complex problems we can help them learn to persevere and problem solve because we've established trust we trust each other with our identity so therefore we can trust each other to take risks i mean this makes a lot of sense right You have to trust someone to share about yourself. But in order to share about yourself, you have to trust them. So it's kind of a catch-22. But if you relate it to your own life, it really does make sense. However, we won't take risks in front of people that we don't trust and don't have a relationship with. So it really is to our benefit to get to know our students. This is also an equity issue. When we make assumptions about our students based on their test scores, their pasts, or their demographic information, we are missing an opportunity to see our students for who they are outside of math class, outside of school. When we see our students for their whole identity, then we can truly be the math teacher that they need. And this goes beyond like, Who raises their hand and if they lift their head from their desk or give eye contact or ever participate. These things are frustrating as teachers. But by getting to know your students beyond those data points or those observations, then we can truly see them for who they are. So I was recently at a playground with my kids, and they're four and two. And I noticed that some kids arrived with an older sibling and no shoes on. And I instantly thought some things, right? Some not so good things. Things like, oh, they must not have shoes. Maybe they're poor. And gosh, I hope they didn't have to walk too far. That concrete must be so hot on their feet. Soon, I saw a cheerful grandpa trailing behind them with a pile of shoes and towels in his arm and I quickly realized that they had come from the splash pad just down the way. And I tell you this to say always seek to understand first. It is so easy to just go with the first thought that pops into our brain. Even when we're attempting to be compassionate, it is so much better to take stock and notice and then keep noticing before making an assumption. And I don't know about you, but I have done this so many times in my classroom. There's always a student that I watched all of the fourth grade walk out of class, you know, disrespect adults and generally not follow directions. And my first reaction is when I saw him on the first day on my roster was to be tough the minute he walked in the door because I watched him in fourth grade. I needed him to be, I needed to be sure that he knew I knew him, right? But actually, in this very real story, I decided to take a different approach. With this kid, I decided to assume I knew nothing, assume innocence, right? And after all, he was just 10 years old. And on that first day and first week, I just watched him and I smiled at him like I smiled at everyone else and I welcomed him in my classroom joyfully on the first day and then I got to know him and it turns out he lived with his grandma and she made him balance her checkbook and calculate the sales of the sho- the sale of the shoes that he wanted to buy and budget so we had so many math connections right away and I was getting to know more about him and I was starting to make these math connections that we could later capitalize on. It wasn't perfect, our relationship, but it was a way for me to validate who he was and show him mutual respect and really start to form a trusting relationship, which in turn led him to being willing to participate more and eventually learn more math. So I tell you that story about my previous student because I want you to know that I'm not perfect and this process isn't perfect. However, there are a few ways that we can just shift our mindset to really thinking about building relationships with our students so that we can help, so that it can help us reach them and then teach them better in math class. So in addition to getting to know your students, right, on the outside, their hobbies and their interests and what they like to do, and gaining trust with them, finding out more about their families and what their strengths and weaknesses are. You'll also get to know their math identity. What do they think of themselves about math, right? How do they see themselves as a mathematician? Are they confident or are they worried? Or are they annoyed by math class? What parts of math do they get and what parts do they like? How do they currently problem solve? How do they collaborate with others? What role do they see math playing in their lives now or in the future? These are all questions that I'm wondering as I conference, listen into to turn-in talks, talk with my students. I'm wondering all of these things. I also want to get to know their math past what's their math story? What have they done in terms of math? What types of math do they do at home? That was a game changer when I learned that about my fifth grade student. Knowing that he had to calculate how much the shoes would cost based on the sales percentages, man, decimals were like such an easy in with him because he was already doing it. You also might wanna know ask your students about what math they see their parents doing. We can find out about what they liked in previous years or what they liked that their teachers last year did. We can ask them what helps them learn or what makes them frustrated. Knowing their math past can help us form their math class currently. I love to use their math past to help us make decisions about our math class this year. So how can you make this happen in your class, especially if you teach middle school and you see hundreds of children, right? So I have three strategies to help you get to know your students well. Number one is to use a simple math survey within the first few weeks of school. And this simple survey can help you start to gather information about your students that can help you begin to form those relationships. You can use a survey that includes things like their interests and their clubs and their extracurriculars, as well as their math past and their math mindset, and really getting to know their math identity. You then um, can read over those surveys and notice the trends. You might think about what percentage of your students don't do math homework or don't have support for homework at home. Think about how many students said they love math versus how many said they don't love math. Kind of mine that data that you're getting from that survey and then share it with your students. This is going to help you really show your students that you're going to walk the walk of listening to them. Teachers everywhere say that they listen to their students and they want their feedback, but oftentimes we don't actually follow through on that. So strategy number two is to follow through in using that data to form the classroom community. Put the data in front of your students. Show them. 40% of our students hate homework in math. 50% of our students have help with their homework at home. You know, 67% of our students say that, or 67 out of 80 students say that they don't love math. And have students notice and wonder about this data. And then strategy number three is use this data to create some math norms and some I am or I can statements, maybe some affirmations that can help your students start to build their math mindset. So if you notice that many students say that they hate working in groups or with partners in math, then we need to have some affirmations or some norms about how we're going to work together in partners so that it's safe, because that's probably an issue. If most kids don't want to work in partners, they're probably feeling like those partnerships haven't been safe to be wrong or share their thinking in in the past. So we need some norms to make those partnerships safe, and then we need some affirmations or some words that we can speak that talk about how partnerships and sharing our thinking are ways that we learn. Something like, I learn through sharing my thinking and listening to others' thinking. All right, I'm going to give you a bonus strategy because really getting to know your students' math story is so important. I love to have students create a visual or written, they kind of get to choose the medium, but to write their story. I love this strategy for middle schoolers because it's all about their identity in middle school and their math identity is part of that. So when you have time, which I know you don't, but hopefully you'll make some time in these first few weeks, really just ask your students to brainstorm their math past. Maybe they make a mountain or a road, and they add icons or small drawings that can show where they've been and where they're hoping to go this year in math. It's really great if you make your own and you share it with your class first um, as kind of like a model. But if you're looking for some supports with that, I do have um, a Teachers Pay Teachers product that is all about math stories, and it has the directions for walking you through how to lead that workshop. With both students and adults. So if you want to get your math department together or if you coach teachers, that's such a great resource to use as well. So to wrap up here for today, I hope what you're taking away from this episode is that we owe it to our students to get to know them for who they are and to really get to know their math identity, who they see themselves as, as mathematicians, because that Curiosity into their true identity is really going to help build trust with our students and in turn when they trust us, they will be more willing to take risks and we can support them in math better. When they're willing to take risks, we can help them learn to persevere and fix their mistakes and really just dive into math into sharing their thinking and pushing the thinking of their peers. So I hope that you find time in your first few weeks of the school year to get to know your students' math past and dig in to helping them talk about who they are as mathematicians and really start on that journey to building a positive math identity. Well, that was your dose of honest math chat for today, friend. Thanks so much for listening. It would mean so much to me if you subscribed, shared this podcast with your friend, or leave a comment. <laughs> if you have not downloaded my free guide that I made in response to the questions you have all about engaging your students in math discussions, go grab it monamath.com discussions. And if you have other questions that I haven't answered, shoot me a DM on Instagram at hellomonamath. I can't wait to chat more with you next week. Remember, we're here every Monday. I'm always listening on my way to work. When do you listen? See you soon, friend.